And in this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I will be speaking to the lovely David Toback, who is a voice actor, a COO, a content creator, voice influencer, health and fitness, inspiration and motivation. And he uses his unique personality highlighted by passion, empathy, positivity, humility and genuine love for life and the people in it to bring stories to life in a way only he can, authentically, humble, genuinely good. And his inspirational story is all about journey to self-love. So welcome, David, to the Everyday Inspirational Podcast. Can you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, where you're from and what you do? Hi, sure. Thanks so much for having me, Samantha. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, My name is David Toback. I'm uh, in Los Angeles, California. Right now, I'm originally from Florida, lived in uh, South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, and lived in Orlando for 22 years and just moved in June. So it's been exciting. And uh, I'm a voice actor, as well as a COO of an online voiceover academy. So I run that and uh, do some other things in and around health and fitness and inspiration. But uh, mainly voiceover is my, uh, my career. Wonderful. And could you tell the listeners your inspirational story today? Sure thing, would love to. So uh, my story starts uh, actually just after uh, getting divorced, or sorry, just after getting married. Uh, I got married in 2012 and worked in corporate America. Before that, I was a financial analyst um, and a marketing analyst. Went to school at University of Central Florida and you know did some other jobs and kind of found myself in the analytical world of, uh, of marketing and wound up transitioning to finance and never really liked it, felt it was completely not me. It wasn't uh, you know, who I was as a person that, that was very evident by you know, what happened with jobs. You know, Just the corporate lifestyle isn't for everybody. Um, and so I was struggling with that internally and what to do and uh, wound up getting married. And three days after I came, came back for our, uh, our honeymoon, I got fired. And, you know, there was a political type of thing, which, you know, kind of common and it can, can happen in corporate uh, work structures. One department took a mistake and used it as leverage to over our department and internal fighting, things like that. And, um, you know, even though uh, I passed all these things and went through a performance improvement plan, they still, you know, someone had to go at the end of the day. Um, and that just kind of speaks to why corporate America was not right for me, uh, a type of kind of just dishonesty and not caring about people and and what their work product is um, in the end of the day. But needless to say that that kind of took me onto a path of what do I want to do in life? And uh, I just didn't know. I I didn't feel at at home uh, in corporate America, kind of living to other people's standards and and saying one thing at work and going home and everyone everyone knows you go home and you do something totally different. You act a completely different way. Um, you go to work and you're buttoned up and, you know, we, we have to meet, you know, we have to be synergy on this program. And it's all these big buzzwords and just never felt uh, authentic to me. And so I didn't, didn't feel at home. And I, I, I always say it was soul crushing. A lot of people in the corporate world in America, at least I'm sure around the world as well, will say that they, they feel like, oh, my job is soul crushing. I just, I don't feel motivated. I don't feel alive. I just feel like I'm just going through the motions. And that's definitely how I felt. And leading up, you know, uh, through that, you know, I had a friend back in the day that was like, hey, you should get into voiceover. 
she was in she was in advertising and she's like oh you do like you always do funny things with your voice like you'd be so good at this and I was like yeah sure everyone knows how to do voiceover no one knows how to get into voice acting you know uh it's it's the one of the one of the most uh, mysterious careers there are, there is and so uh I wound up you know just kind of putting it off but as I got more and more disenchanted with my work life I was like you know what maybe I should do this and my ex wound up getting me a book that was recommended by uh, Hugh, the voice of Obi-Wan Kenobi in anything that's not a movie, uh, James Arnold Taylor. And um, he's, you, if you've watched any TV in America, you've heard him. <laughs> he's one of the most prolific voice actors in the world. And he, he had a book, that, you know, read this book. So I read it, you know, and I just started diving in. Um, and along that road, I started doing different jobs. I was doing, I worked at a, a friend's window film company, uh, just trying to make some money because it, it was very apparent that uh you know i needed to make money i didn't know what i was doing so i was just getting jobs um and through that i started doing different things and one thing led to another i wound up uh working at a car shop installing car headlights like hids high intensity discharge bulbs and you know just trying to do something that wasn't what i was doing before and and uh three weeks after that i was at a charity event called Relay for Life. They're all over the world, uh, but it's the the main the, uh, the main way, or pretty much the the majority of how American Cancer Society makes their money. Um, it's probably like at least ninety percent from what I remember. But I used to run them. I used to be an event chair, and my ex wife did as well. And uh, I was at one and playing football, and I ran full steam into a generator trailer and almost cut my leg off. Um, hit me right below my knee severed my patellar tendon went straight all the way through to the bone um you know and i was it was bad it was horrific um there was they told me i have a greater than 50 percent chance of losing my leg at night that night um they were able to save it and put it back together and then they said well you might walk you know you might you might be able to walk without a cane um and i just hiked uh three miles yesterday so that's a little bit of uh it, I, that could be a long story in itself but th that's more of a seminal moment that kind of changed my th my thinking in uh, about the way I viewed life and what I would do and I realized like anything could happen at any minute you know I very well could have lost my leg there's a lot of things that contributed to that not landing on a football field not landing into the dirt I landed on my back if I landed and dirt got in there like you know there's a good chance I would have lost my leg you know so there was a lot of things that worked in my favor and then a lot of lot of lot of hard work on my own to be able to have some some sense of normalcy um, but through that process, I realized, you know, why, why should I just go do something to do something? Why am I chasing these finance jobs or these jobs that my resume tells me that I'm good for, but it's not what my, my mind and my heart tells me that I'm good for, that I'm right for. So I said, well, instead of going back to school and doing something different, like, why don't I just pursue voice acting? It's what I've wanted to do. It's what, you know, I got that book, you know, it's what, I read the book. It's why I did all those things. Um, a lot of times those hard things, you know, in life, we're kind of told, you know, there's a, there's a plan. You go to school, you get a job, you go to college, you get a job, you meet someone, you get married or you get together. You have 2.5 kids, the whole American dream that, you know, we're so fond of. Um, but, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And then you have, you know, you, you want to do different things and it's like, oh, but I have to pay the, the mortgage and I have a car payment. And we're always looking at things that that stop us from doing the things that we really want to, because we think that we, we have to maintain a life that we society has told us we should have or not, not necessarily that everyone's keeping up with the Joneses, you know, the American slang of 
you know, oh, they just got a new car. We got to, we got to one up them. You know, it's kind of something that was, you know, very prominent, you know, uh, in the fifties and sixties and seventies when, you know, after the heyday, you know, America really turning into a superpower. And so it is all about productivity and your worth is related to your success and your productivity, not to that type of person you are or the ambitions that you have and the things that you do in life or the people that you inspire or help. You know, that's why teachers should be paid a ton of money in our country and they're not, you know, they're pay, paid barely anything. Um, but, you know, you, if you lie, cheat and steal, you can be rich. And those things don't don't jive with me. So in in this moment of laying on the couch, you know, for I didn't shower for a month and a half. I couldn't physically get into the shower. I, I didn't sleep in my bed for two and a half months. I couldn't phys it hurt too much to physically lay flat. So laying sitting on a couch, you know, living on a couch for two and a half months. You know, I, you think a lot and, you know, a lot of uh, pain pills make you think too. <laughs> I was on them for a very long time. And, you know, I, I just realized that there was more to life and I wanted to, I wanted to do something that inspired me and made me, you know, happy and made me, you know, uh, grateful and alive, feel alive and, and not just, uh, how was your day? Uh, same old, same old, you know, like, I wanted something different in life. And so I, I started down that path. I found a coach. I started coaching. Um, you know, I would crutch my way into the office, get on my computer, put my leg up on a, a stool with a pillow and, you know, coach, you know, work on scripts and learn how to become a voice voice actor. And, um, you know, that became my sole goal. And I, <clears throat> I started doing it, started getting after it, started making uh, connections. And uh, about a year in, I wound up uh, working and coaching with a group called the Global Voice Acting Academy. And I wound up getting a job. I, the, the owner was a, um, became my mentor and I got a job. My first job, I, I found it on Craigslist, which for those who know, don't know about Craigslist, it's just an online forum where you can buy and sell things essentially. And so I was looking for people that needed voiceover services. And they asked me, how much do you charge? I was like, oh, I don't know. I had an agent at the time that tells you this is what the pay is. And I was on something called an online casting site where jobs go on to online and you can see them audition for them and, um, and so forth. So uh, everyone told you what to pay. So I was like, okay, uh, now they're asking me and I'm like, I don't know, I have no clue. So I asked my, my mentor, what should I do? Um, I wound up charging $200. She was like, probably should have been a little bit more, but not bad. She gave me some information and me being the good analyst I am, I put together like a guide for myself. Uh, you know, I, she gave me several resources on rates and I just put together this guide. So I was like, I don't want to not have, I don't want to have that happen to me again, where someone asked me what rates are and I have no clue and I have to scramble to try to figure it out. I mean, that sounds funny for people listening that own a business. Like, what do you mean you don't know your rates? It's a massive problem in voiceover. It, it's very, uh, it's an enigma. We don't, there's not, it's not just time. You know, there's different things that are involved as far as usage for commercials and animated series. And if you're in a movie or if it's a promo, if it's a corporate narration explainer, like it's very, very, very complex. And, and a lot of people just have no clue. Um, and so I built this guide and I sent it to my mentor and she was like blown away. She's like, oh, we need this in the industry. I was like, you know, I was completely clueless. It was my first year. I just figured people would kind of know what they should be charging because that's what happens in every industry in the world. I always say like, if, if Coca-Cola doesn't know how much their aluminum costs, they're in trouble, you know? And, and so that's kind of where we are. It's like, this is kind of weird. Nobody knows what to charge. Uh, we refer to it as the wild, wild west of voiceover. Uh, so she's seeing that she's like, we need something like this. Will you work with me? 
sure. So she got a bunch of people because she was very well known in the industry. And we put together this rate guide. We worked with agents and casting directors and all kinds of people. And it's now become the non-union industry standard in the world, essentially. Um, production companies use it. Agents use it. I mean, everyone uses it. I get, you know, pretty much everyone in voiceover uses it because no one knows. There's no, unless you're in the union, if you're in SAG-AFTRA, which is our the voiceover union as well, uh, no one no one knows. So uh, that led me onto a career path of becoming somebody of influence in the voiceover industry where now I, uh, I wound up working with the company and now I'm the COO and I run that company, which I kind of alluded to earlier. So that kind of gave me my start in, in, into that. And it kind of just flew from, you know, kind of unfolded from there where voiceover became my life. You know, a lot of people have a, have like a, we call them a survival job. And then you do voiceover. My survival job is in voiceover. So I'm pretty lucky in that regard. And it's, it's, it's really helped my career, but you know, along that way, there was a lot of turbulence. And I know we're, we're kind of talking about inspirational stories and, and kind of following your dream is one, but you know, my, you know, my turbulence wound up in divorce. You know, I said X earlier and, you know, changing people change over time. And I think realizing what you do and don't want to do and who you are as a person and things that don't fit kind of that can change you, you know, and I think that that happened with us, you know, there's a lot of other things. It's not, this isn't a, a relationship podcast, but you know, there was a lot of other things that happened, which I think anyone who's in a relationship can understand. It's not simple. It's not uh, when things go bad, it's not necessarily anyone's fault. Um, and, but, you know, we made the best out of it. It's probably, you know, people were like, wow, that if, if everyone had divorces like that, we'd be in a better place in the world. You know, we're still friends. Uh, we, we follow each other on social media. You know, some things in life don't have to be final. They can just not be, they can just be over for now, you know. Uh, so that relationship moved on. And, uh, but it taught me a lot about me and that put me onto, or, or I wound up learning a lot about me, but that put me onto a self, a self rediscovery journey and self-love, uh, self-care and a completely different person. You know, I realized who I was then and what I wasn't doing. And, and I think a lot of times when we're humans, when we're forced uh, against things, uh, against horrible odds, we surprise what we do. You know, if you, it, you know, we can, we can do a lot. And I think for me, I was, I was devastated. Um, and then I turned around and I said, well, wait, let me look at myself. Let me get some counseling. What do I need to do to get to like, get back to me? And so then the rest of that was, it was about me. I traveled, I went to Costa Rica. Uh, I have a friend, uh, friends that lived there. Uh, I went to Costa Rica, had an amazing Reiki session with a, a shaman and, um, went on, you know, pretty much all vegetarian, just started changing my life to be the best version of myself. I, I was like about 240 pounds and I was like, I need to lose weight. I'm five, five eleven for everyone just listening. Uh, so I was definitely overweight. Um, but you know, I, I was like, I need to get better at this. I just started personal development. I started, I kind of led me down a spiritual, you know, rebirth where I was, you know, getting more into spirituality. Um, and just really diving into, I used to be a little bit like, oh, woo woo, personal development, that's all BS, you know, and I was very judgmental of it. And I turned around and then subscribed to it and just made that a part of becoming the best version of myself. And, you know, it, it really paid off. I started, you know, the traveling Costa Rica. I went to New York. I went to LA. I went to Seattle. I went to Denver. I visited people. <laughs> this is all before COVID, <laughs> of course. Um, and I really, I spent time being me and I really, I fell in love with myself all over again. And 
And I actually, I don't even know if I ever fell in love with myself. I think that I, this is the first time. And I think that's hard. Like we kind of just live in these lives where we just do the same thing over and over. And we don't necessarily like turn in and really focus on ourselves. And we're, we've learned a lot of that through COVID, I think. Um, but that's, you know, what I started in, in 2018. This is when uh, May 2018, when this journey started. And even though I was in voiceover and doing, you know, uh, doing what I wanted to do and, and being, you know, somebody in an industry, like making an impact and a lifelong impact on something, you know, there still wasn't happiness because I wasn't happy with me. And that is what, that's really where I think the inspiration comes from. Uh, I think everyone has their own crap in life. Everyone goes through things and uh, no one's person, person's crap is worse than the other. Everyone feels their, their pain in their moment and it's their pain someone said oh i just broke up with my girlfriend and you got divorced i said it doesn't matter like that was your relationship you know like that was my relationship mine was a mine was a marriage yours is a, was not a marriage but that still hurts just as bad um there's different meanings but you know don't shortchange what we feel so that was really big for me and just focusing on me um you know it led me to move to california in the middle of the pandemic i was actually supposed to move two days after the US shut down in, in March, I was packed and ready to go. Uh, so I had to wait and I came in June instead. And now I, you know, moved from Florida, which is a very con uh, conservative in, about COVID and, you know, moved to California, which is, you know, the most, uh, or I should say the opposite. <laughs> Florida is very liberal with COVID and, um, uh, oops, so sorry, that was supposed to be off. Uh, and then, you know, California is the, is very conservative about it. And so, went to two, two, two spectrums of the, of the two sides of the spectrum. And then was just locked in my room, you know, my roommate just working like I normally do. So things didn't really change, but uh, I still was working on me and doing those things. And I think when we continually work on ourselves, just like if we're, if we work on a project consistently every day, we see those benefits. Like we work, you work on your podcast and you do it really well and you, you're consistent with it, things pay off. The same thing, like if we just do self-care, a few days a week or once a month, like it doesn't work. We have to be mindful of it all the time. And so that that's what really triggered things. And I just kind of kept building and kept building. And that led to, you know, me deciding to move like, hey, what am I going to wait for? People are like, oh, you should wait until COVID's over. I'm like, who knows when that's going to be? <laughs> you know, like this was in June, you know, before June of last year, 2019, uh, 2020. Man, the years are flying. Um, and so to think like, yeah, I'm just going to put this off. I'm going to put this on hold because who knows what's going to happen. It's all about, and this kind of goes back to my journey and being present. You know, meditation is big in my life. I, I picked up a meditation practice, yoga, exercise, doing mindful practices that that really helped me. And sitting in silence and, and going through a meditation practice like that really helps to kind of align things properly. And you start to think things a little bit more uh, patiently. You start to think before you react and, and the mental game changes and, and that's all about that consistency if you meditate once a week it's not going to work um and so i just kept doing that you know and in uh in september i started i got really serious about health and i i lost about 35 pounds since today or 30 yeah almost 35 pounds uh in since last september and the same thing being consistent going like doing things for me because i need to be healthy you know i have family history of diabetes i'm 40 you know there's all these things I just want to, I just noticed I, when I'm not working out, eating well, meditating, I'm depressed. And when I'm doing all those things, I'm super joyful.
So like, why not be in joy, you know? So that's kind of, you know, where things have come to. And today, you know, I, I help people, um, you know, outside of voiceover. I, I know that my passion in life is voiceover. I love doing voiceover, but my purpose is to help people. Um, my whole family are like several doctors, a bunch of nurses, teachers, like it's pretty evident, like what I should be doing. Um, and I, hello, I have, I run a voiceover educational school and I help people get into the business and follow their dreams and make them happen the right way. Uh, not the way that, because there's a lot of people that are taking advantage of people and that's what we stand against. So, um, you know, that's where I know it is. And, and I've been asked, like people see your journey. I've shared a lot. I, I, I explored vulnerability through this process, posting a lot, opening up on, on social media with Instagram. And that really helped me. It helped me to be able to not feel ashamed about my divorce or not feel like I wasn't worth anything because I couldn't keep a marriage in place or that I wasn't a man because I wasn't able to uh, have a job and, and be a provider as we're always told that we're supposed to provide. And, and a lot of times men are, this, these are other topics that I'm passionate about, but a lot of times men feel like we're whittled down to like what we can provide a transactional basis and not about who we are as people and what we, what we bring to the table as people. Um, but what you can and can't do, um, there's, you know, just listen to some Cardi B, <laughs> uh, there's some songs there, you know, basically like, if you don't have money, you're not worth, you're not worth anything, you know, so that, that doesn't send a good message. And, and when we combat that with our own actions and, you know, we can get, you know, we, we obviously that can affect us sometimes when we, we think that's what we're, uh, what we should be doing. And when we don't, then we feel bad, like, oh, I'm not being the head of household. Um, so those things weigh heavily. And, and sometimes, you know, I felt those and being able to post and just be unapologetic with it and not care. That, that was it. Like just not caring what anyone else thought was a huge turning point. I always would worry, like, what are they going to think? What are they going to think? And now I just wanted to put my message out there. And the response was incredible. People relate to that. That's social media has gone from, you know, curated Instagram feeds to give me raw authentic because we're tired of being lied to, <laughs> you know, our politicians lie to us, the advertising lies to us. And then we're lying to each other, trying to per portray this image of life that is completely non-existent and is only there to show off. So, um, you know, I became an authentic you know, human being and my branding reflects, re reflects that my branding is authentically humble, genuinely good. And that is me to a T. And that's what I think a lot of people have, have been striving for. And so now in this age of authentic related relatability, people reach out in these instances and there, and we're seeing a lot of love and compassion on the internet. And so putting your story out there, everyone can be affected by it. And that's how, you know, I talked about my story and that's how, you know, we connected. Right. And and I think that's powerful. Everyone has a story and we're not alone, you know, and I always use this analogy for COVID is like, we all have nice houses and the front yards are great and everything looks nice, but COVID came and pulled the curtains back and everyone's houses are messy inside, you know, and, and we all are realizing that all of our mental houses are not in order, but yet we, we portray that because that's what we think we should be doing in society. And so, you know, speaking to that, I think a lot of people have, have saw, have saw, saw that can't talk today. I, I do talk, I do make money sometimes with my voice, I promise. Um, you know, people have seen that and then they they reach out and, and they feel good and they, they want to connect. And so that's led to a lot of, you know, just connection on social media, a lot of friends, new friends. I started a health challenge group on Facebook and, you know, third, like over 40 people have joined now just to have some support. So I think people want to be led. Uh, they, they want, they want to relate to people they love 
a good story. You know, I posted about my mom. My mom also went on a health journey. She lost 50 pounds since March of last year and she's 70, which it's incredibly, it's so much harder to lose weight as you get older. And she's, I'm so proud of her. And I posted about her and so many people are like, oh, what an inspiration. And just like your own story can be inspirational because people find, they find relatability in it because they find a piece of themselves in it, you know? And that's what I love to do. I love to talk about issues that are important, uh, health and fitness and, and um, you know, speaking up about, about things and, and being there to support people. Um, and all through that, I also do, I'm a foundation training student instructor and uh, help people with their backs and live a healthier life and, and a better, naturally stronger life. So those things are all helping people, inspiring people to, to be as good. Because I think when you go through horrible experiences in life and and you can step up to the plate and become a better person because of it you know that's inspiring regardless if it was me if it was you anybody anybody that can take a bad a bad um you know circumstance in life and make good out of it and become better is is commendable and that should be shared because it's it's not easy it's hard it takes a lot of hard work to be able to stare something down like that and just like no i'm gonna overcome like Telling, telling you that you shouldn't be able to walk without a cane and thinking like, I'm never going to be able to run and play baseball with my kids or anything like that. I mean, I don't have any, but those are things that are scary and you can turn the other way. And one of my friends said like, you got, when you got divorced, like, you know, we had two friends that got divorced and like, he's like one of them, you know, he went the other way. He went down into depression and despair and you lifted yourself up and became an even better person. And, and not that not that one way was wrong, right or wrong, but you know, he, be, he, that was his process and he went through it and now he's thriving, but to be able to make that change, like some people go one way, some people turn left and some people turn right. And, you know, making that change can be very relatable and inspiring to people. And so uh, that brings me joy. The fact that if, you know, someone messaged me um, while I was actually driving across country and, I was posting about my, my whole journey, you know, I was posting all the, the way along the way. And I just hiked uh, in the painted desert in Arizona. It's gorgeous, uh, all different colors. And it's just absolutely amazing. Um, and I got to the hotel and I got, had a message and someone said, Hey, David, I don't know if you remember me. And it was someone who was a neighbor of mine several years before that. And of course I remembered her, but she's like, I've been following your journey. And I just want to let you know that, you know, you helped me to keep going when I wanted to give up and, you know, you may not know this, but people see what you do and they look up to it and they're inspired. And I started crying because I thought like, was this person about to like thinking about killing themselves? But just because I posted some, some stuff on social media and shared my life experience, like on a regular basis that that gave her hope. And it really like changed the game for me. And like, I, I mean, I, I still, that story I, I get, like, I'm about to cry now. It gets me goosebumps because that's like the power of human connection. And, and that is what really motivates me, inspires me. And I think that we just need more of that throughout the world. And when we do that, we come together and we're just a better place overall when we can share like that. So um, I don't want to keep rambling. I know we're going to be short yeah. on time. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my story. And I just want to encourage people that you know, no matter what happens in life, you know, life is way too short to be thinking things too, too seriously, you know, thinking through things too seriously. If you want to do something, just do it. Um, start it. Uh, that's so evident with COVID. So many people just started doing things because they couldn't do anything else. And look what has happened. People have become celebrities overnight because of TikTok. One of my friends is included in that. 
if you know him, Stefan Johnson voiceovers, he's one of my voiceover friends and started doing food reviews. And now he's millions of followers and he has a TV show. Now it's like, it's crazy. You know, like anything can happen if you just do it because the people that are doing it, you know, I'm in voiceover. I know, I know some people that are celebrities, you know, have celebrity, they're people. And you know what they did? They just did it. They're soup. They're also insecure. They also have no clue what they're doing. They have massive imposter syndrome, which I struggled mightily with, you know, so a lot of those people, it's, the difference is they just have the guts to do it. And the other people just don't. And, and they just sit there and make reasons or excuses why things can't, can't happen throughout life um, because it's hard or it's not the way it is. And if we just break through those and stop making, and I, I'm, I'm saying this from experience, I have been a massive excuse maker my entire life. Uh, and that was one of the big growth things is that I, I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't have time. I don't make the time. Like we have the time. Uh, and so it's changing that mindset to saying, no, I can do this. Let me work on this. And when you do that, good things happen. And so, yeah, if, you know, I, I have so many friends that are in the corporate world and they, they say they look up to me because I bucked the trend and I went and did something that I wanted to, but everybody can, you just have to be passionate about it, find what is your thing and go after it, you know, unapologetically take risks. Um, you know, most people, you know, I have a lot of healthcare in my, my um, family, as I said previously, most people on their deathbed say they, they regret what they didn't do. They don't talk about what they did do. They regret the people that they didn't stay in touch with, lost as friendships and didn't do in their life because that's, that's really what it comes down to. So if anything has taught us in the past year uh, with COVID is that life is short, anything can happen. If you're inspired to do something and you want to do it, just do it and let, let it happen. If it doesn't work, cool. You know, people say that, oh, what happens if you move out to LA and you can't afford it? I'm like, well, I'll move back. <laughs> like, so what's the big deal? You know, stop being scared about life and start living it. I love that. I, love that. I was going to ask you for a piece of advice, but that is a wonderful piece of advice. <laughs> and I think that um, even though we live miles apart from each other, I think the human connection there, the inspiration, the stories, the story of um, connecting in with ourselves is really key um, to let go of fear. You know, I really resonate with that. And the fact that, yeah, we all have our own journeys and um, you've had quite a lot of up and downs, but um, probably what I heard was a pivotal point is discovering yourself and self-care and self-love and making Absolutely. it a priority and making it a habit. And um, it, it's quite consistent actually on this podcast. I don't know if it's because I'm the habits of happiness, but, but um, yeah, I, I really resonate with that, that um, to really follow your, your joy is, is actually much better because we can, our belief systems and be put into boxes, you know, and through fear, we do it. And as you said, I love that. I've, I've heard so many stories um, around people who have been in like um, nursing homes and spoke to elderly people just before they're going to die. There's a whole thing around the nurse and none of them say, you know, the things that, you know, I wish I'd spent more time at work. I wish I'd done that. It's always around the things that we didn't do. So I think you're a real inspiration. Um, if there was, even though you've gave amazing advice there, there was just <laughs> one short thing that you could give to my listeners. What would it be to close this day? Uh, I know it's hard. Amazing. No, 
I'm trying to make it not too long. Um, amaze yourself, you know, do make your, you know, sometimes we don't give ourselves, we don't think we can do things. We don't give ourselves enough credit. We don't think we're good enough at things. Um, voice actors, we know this very well because we never think we're good. Um, and, but you are, you know, so surprise yourself, you know, do, do something that, you know, when, when, when the chips are down or when you're, you have that, that scenario that maybe it could be something minimal, like you got in a car accident or your car broke down or something. I mean, we go through stuff all the time in life, right. That is just not convenient, <laughs> you know, um, don't let that, don't turn that to negative, turn it to positive by overcoming it and, and looking at like, oh, that sucks. But now this gives me the opportunity to do this. Um, you know, oh, my car broke down. This is horrible. Uh, but I'm going to be able to not have to buy a new car because I'm going to fix it. You know, it's obviously these are anecdotal, but when we have challenges in life and I gives you break it down to like a one sentence, when we have challenges in life, surprise yourself to overcome them and just believe that you can. So that's part of the thing. And, you know, I was an athlete and I think that's an athlete's mindset is that you know, we're always overcoming challenges because it, there's hard work involved. You're down three runs in the bottom of the ninth. Like you can't give up. You have to be positive all the time. And when we take that kind of approach to life, when there's challenges, when things don't go the way that we want, when you get divorced, when you get fired, when any your business goes down, those are new opportunities to grow. Um, and I think when we look at it, like, you know, things are going to happen. If life was charmed, it would be so boring. Like how, how, it would be so sterile if it was just, you know, nothing ever went wrong and it's just always right. Like it, then we wouldn't appreciate anything. Like we just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be real. It just can't happen that way. Bad things are going to happen. It's how we, it's how we react to those bad things and those challenges that what defines us as people. So what kind of legacy do you want to live, do you leave? Do you want it to be one where, could have done things or do you want to be the one that did when you took action when these bad things happened you took action and then other people were inspired because of what you did and, and it's about leading an example we we want to leave leave good examples or lead good examples for our children right we don't we, we want to act right and we teach them right from wrong we want to teach them to be good people this is how we teach everybody by doing the things that are hard and and doing them well so that was thank you <laughs> well, it's hard when you have so much knowledge in there and you've been through so much it's hard to yeah. put it into one statement yeah but I think that my listeners will definitely resonate with that that you know it is a shift in mindset and challenges are opportunities you know um, mm -hmm. and yeah you lead by example and the legacy yeah. you leave behind is definitely an empowering thing so on that note I want to say thank you so much um, you story was inspiring and I'm sure it'll inspire my audience so I just want to say thank you David for being a guest and I just want to say goodbye to my audience thank you so much for having me I appreciate it have a great one <laughs>